Hey guys, welcome to a new Amirah podcast. This is part two of a previous discussion that we've had before about natural HIV cures and treatments. So first on our list today might be something that you may already be familiar with. It's called pomegranate. So pomegranate juice, this is an article from the National Library of Medicine published on a government website through the National Institutes of Health from November 10th of 2005. And the title of it is Pomegranate Juice Provides an HIV-1 Entry Inhibitor. What that means in very simple terms is that pomegranate juice stops HIV from entering your cells. And it's also a candidate topical microbicide, which means that it kills microbes and bacteria. <clears throat> so it says, um, Antiretroviral chemotherapeutics have decreased AIDS mortality, but only minimally in developing countries. To prevent an analogous dichotomy, microbicides should be acceptable, accessible, affordable, and accelerative in transition from development to marketing. Already marketed pharmaceutical excipients, inactive materials of drug dosage forms or foods with established safety records and adequate anti-HIV-1 activity may provide this option. Therefore, fruit juices were screened for inhibitory activity against HIV-1 using CD4 and CXCR4 as cell receptors. The best juice was tested for inhibition of infection by HIV, utilizing CCR5 as the cellular co-receptor and binding of GP120 and GP120 respectively to CXCR4 or CCR5. To remove most colored juice components, the absorption of the effective ingredients to dispersible excipients and other foods was investigated. A selected complex was assayed for inhibition of infection by primary HIV-1 isolates. The results indicate that HIV-1 entry inhibitors from pomegranate juice absorbed onto cornstarch. The resulting complex blocks virus binding to CD4, and CTR5 and inhibits infection by primary virus clades A to G and group O. Therefore, these results suggest the possibility of producing an anti-HIV-1 microbicide from inexpensive, widely available sources whose safety has been established throughout centuries, provided that its quality is adequately standardized and monitored. So you guys heard it here first from the National Institutes of Health that we have something that can prevent HIV infection right here is pomegranate juice, okay? Something that has been used for centuries, something that's always been a part of nature from the very beginning, and it's always been known for, you know, since 2005 at least. They've known since 2005 that, hey, we can tell people, hey, if you want to prevent HIV, then go get you some pomegranate juice, okay? Real simple, something very simple. As I always say, everything that we need for survival and for our health can be found in nature. And what modern science is doing is they're trying to create synthetic versions of what nature has already created. So I want to also get into another one. Now, this article is from um, echmi.com. And the title of this article is green tea extract 
can inhibit HRV rebound. So what is HRV rebound? So HRV rebound is when somebody who has suppressed HRV, who's been taking medicine for it, um, no longer has any detectable HRV in their blood, but um, if they stop taking their medicine for like two weeks or a few months, then they their virus will come back, okay? So let's read this and let's work this down. So it says, at present, the clinical treatment of AIDS is mainly to use antiretroviral therapy to minimize the replication of the virus in the patient's body and reduce the plasma viral load to a value that cannot be detected by existing conventional testing methods. However, once the antiviral drug treatment is stopped, the HIV viral load will rebound to the pretreatment level. An important reason why AIDS cannot be cured is due to the long-term existence of the latent virus reservoir composed of HRV latently infected cells. While the molecular mechanism of HIV latent molecular mechanism and its functional cure strategies, including key drug targets of deep latency are still exploring. Recently, the team of Professor Zhu Huangshan, director of the Key Laboratory of Genetics and Gene Therapy Research Office of the Fudan University, published a research paper entitled PEBP1 Suppresses HIV Transcription and Induces Latency by Inactivating MAPK-NFKB Signaling online in the International Journal EMBO Reports. This paper reports the newly identified important HIV latent gene PEBP1 or RKIP, revealing PEBP1 as a negative regulatory protein upstream of the NFKB alpha signaling pathway plays a key role in the establishment and maintenance of HIV latent. Confirms that green tea, the extract EGCG inhibits HIV infection and replication by inducing PEBP1. And this provides a new understanding of the mechanism of HIV latent infection and replication and provides a potential drug intervention target for the functional cure of AIDS. Among them, the anti-HIV effects of PEPB1 agonists, including green tea extract, EGCG, have been applied for domestic invention patents. So they are already trying to patent this, right? So that they can own it. But <clears throat> the beautiful thing about green tea, <laughs> the leaves of that tea, is that it's everywhere. It's already provided everywhere in nature. So they can try to patent it, but you know, um, we have discovered the gene that makes HIV hide in the cell and it's a protein. So if you can take something like a green tea extract that can activate that protein, then we have not only figured out the gene that we need to target, we have discovered the source of what can target that particular gene which can induce the HIV to finally come out from hiding, and then we can completely extinct the virus. And this is no different than um, what we have discovered with CMOS, with the, the chemical compound prostratin, and the same thing with nigella sativa, same thing. 
All right, so in this work, Dr. Yang Xingyi and others first used CRISPR-Cas9 large-scale gene knockout technology to screen an important gene, PEBP1, related to HIV latency and HIV latently infected cell lines. And it was latent in multiple HIV infected cells and primary CD4 T latent models have been confirmed. PEBP1 high expression can interact with the key proteins RAF1 and IKK and the MAP key and IKK signaling pathways and knockout of the PEBP1 gene does not affect ERK1 downstream of RAF12, but it will significantly increase the phosphorylation level of the above mentioned proteins, cause the activation of MAPK, and promote the entry of NFKB subunit PS65 protein. The nucleus binds to HIV1 LTR, thereby activating latent HIV1. So in order to understand that in very, very simple terms. So we have a gene, okay? We have a very simple gene, all right? And <clears throat> it's just a protein. So PEBP1 can interact with RAF1 and IKK, all right? So when it interacts with them, then it activates MAPK, right, and IKK those two pathways get activated. And then they allow this protein to enter into the nucleus, which binds to the HIV and therefore activates it. At the same time, Dr. Yang, Shin Yi, and others found that green tea extract EGCG can induce high expression of PEBP1 and CD4 cells, and it can inhibit HIV1 replication. It induces the expression of PEBP1 in the cell, blocks the protein from entering the nucleus, thereby inhibiting the activation of latent virus. In addition, Dr. Yang Ji and others found that IFNV can also induce the expression of PEPB1. The above results suggest that when HIV infects cells, the human body's inherent innate immunity can increase the expression of PEPB1 by secreting IFNV, thereby inhibiting HIV infection and replication and inducing HIV latency. Green tea extract EGCG can inhibit HIV-1 rebound, and it may become a candidate drug for AIDS functional cure strategy, virus deep latency intervention. So here we have something else that's easily affordable, easily available, um, that can completely cure people of AIDS, okay? So we have, the first thing was um, pomegranate juice, the second thing is green tea extract. And now our third thing is going to be hyssop extracts. So this article, again, once again, is from the National Institute of Health. Um, it looks like it was published in 1990. So this article is about 30 years old, and they've known this for over 30 years. So right here it says, um, crude extracts of dried leaves of hyssop officially in the show strong anti-HIV activity as measured by the inhibition of syncytia formation, HIV reverse, reverse transcriptase, and P17 and P24 androgen expression. All right. Ether extracts from direct extraction after removal of tannins or from residue after dialysis of the crude extract showed good antiviral activity. 
commercial cathic acid showed good antiviral activity in the RT assay and high to moderate activity in the Sensitia assay in the P17 antigen expression. All right, when commercial products of these two assays were tested in our assay system, they showed high to moderate activity against HIV. All right, which is cathic acid, unidentified tannins, and possibly a third class of unidentified higher molecular weight compounds that exhibit strong anti-HIV activity and may be useful in the treatment of patients with AIDS. All right, so, <clears throat> so um, essentially, when they talk about P17 and P24 antigen expression, when you take an HIV test, that particular test, that antibody test that they are using is looking for those specific antigens. And what they're saying is that HISOP um, not only stops the, the formation of syncytia, which is a protein, um, it also stops HIV reverse transcriptase, which is what it needs to reproduce, and also P17 and P24 antigen expression. So literally, you, no antibodies get created, the virus doesn't reproduce. And this is also something that you can take um, immediately. Um, and then <clears throat> this is the last point that I'll make. A lot of times with people that have HIV, <clears throat> they think that they have it forever. And so <clears throat> you think, okay, once I test positive, right, I'm gonna always test positive. But what they're saying right now is that the hyssop, you know, can stop the antigen expression. And therefore, the antibody has a, a half-life, I, I believe, of 23 days. So whatever antibodies you have for this particular virus or whatever, um, they don't last forever. So that's why it's important to retest. Um, I would say if you're going to take um, these six things that we have put together, and I'm actually creating a book called The AIDS Cure the AIDS cure, the HIV AIDS cure. And um, it's, there's six different mechanisms of action that we have identified, and there may be more. Um, but to list them all out, we have number one, black seed oil. Number two, we have vitamin B3. Um, number three, we have sea moss. Number four, we have selenium. Number five, we have green tea extract. Number six, we have hyssop, and those are the six things. Am I missing one? Yeah, those are the six things, okay? So there's six mechanisms of action, six um, different supplements that we can take to completely cure AIDS, okay, and to test negative. So the problem is um, once people get diagnosed, they just take medication and they don't, they don't do antibody tests anymore. They just do PCR tests, which we know PCR tests can find anything. So with that being said, I really, really hope that um, you share this podcast with somebody and it could definitely save a life and give somebody the experience of feeling cured from something that may have been burdening them for many, many years, 20, 30, 40 years, right? So let's end the stigma and let's go even further than undetectable. Let's go to cured. Let's go to HIV positive to HIV negative. That is the message I want to send to the Black community in Africa and to the Black community all over the world that 
the most high creator God has already provided everything we need in nature in order for us to be healed. So with that being said, thank you for tuning into this podcast and I will see you guys in the next show. Peace.